Hi, and welcome to a very special June podcast where I was delighted to speak to the legend that is James Cosmo, actor, producer, and now proud whiskey connoisseur of his own whiskey, Storyman. I couldn't interview James without talking to him about how he got from Clyde Bank to Hollywood and starring over 150 films, including such Scottish icons as Trainspotting, Braveheart, and of course, the phenomenally successful television programme Game of Thrones, to name a few. We also spoke about his own whiskey he has produced with Annandale Distillery and how a call from his agent on a New Year's Day to Annandale Distillery's David Ashton Hyde led to James working with Annandale to create Storyman. We also have a chat with Keith on the casks they selected to blend Storyman and how David came from Heston Blumenthal's Fat Duck to work for Annandale Distillery and the Globe Restaurant. You can pre-order Storyman. It's available to pre-order at storymanwhiskey.com. The release date is the 14th of June. You can also pre-order it at annandaledistillery.com. I've tried it. I suggest that you try it. It's a great blended whiskey. Um, I'd also like to say that if you've never been to Annandale Distillery, you should go. And if I was you, I would go after the 17th or the 14th, because then you'll be able to buy a bottle of Storyman as well. I hope you enjoy. Angels Share Glassware, proud sponsors of distillerytours.scot podcast series. To see our full range, go to angelssharegloss.com. Hi, good afternoon. It's David Riddell here from distillerytours.scot. This month we're doing a very special podcast with the legend, the Scottish acting legend, actor, producer, that's Mr James Cosmo. James starred in over 150 Hollywood films. He's been on uh, theatre and he's been in some of Scotland's most iconic films, including Trainspotting, Trainspotting 2 and Braveheart. James, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, lovely to be here. Listen, thanks very much. And I'm also delighted to say that I'm uh, joined today with Keith Law, the blender of Storyman Whiskey, which we're going to be talking about as well. And I'm also joined by David Ashton Hyde, who's the general manager slash commercial director of Annandale Distillery. Good afternoon, lads. Good afternoon. So, James, I know we were here to talk about whiskey. Yeah. But now I've got you in a room. You, some of your films are like the the, the, the Godfather in me. That basically, if I'm going to my bed at night and I'm splitting the channels at twelve o'clock, and a film comes on, usually one of yours, like Braveheart or one of these other ones. Uh-huh. I'm up to half two in the morning, bloody watching it. That's honest. good to hear. That's so no, listen, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. James, you tell us a wee bit about yourself, where you're from. I know you're from Clyde Bank. I'm yeah. from kind of that area myself. Yeah. So it's quite a journey from Clyde Bank to 150 Hollywood movies under your belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I've, I've led a very blessed life. The 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 first would be that um, I was, as you say, I was brought up in in Clyde Bank. Uh, just after the war, I was born in 1947, and as you know, Clyde Bank got battered during the Blitz. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a pile of rubble, and I was brought up in the the remnants of that. But what we did have was a wonderful society, uh, a community um, that had extraordinary warmth and uh, comradeship, probably because of what they'd been through. And I consider that that, that upbringing, um, although uh, there wasn't 
much money around um, to, to be brought up in that society was one of the best things that could have happened to me. And also, um, although I didn't take huge advantage of it, the, the, the school system was extraordinary. And I went to uh, Clydebank High School, um, which produced doctors, lawyers, scientists, uh, extraordinary people, um, because the Scots, especially on, on Clyde side, had a, or maybe maybe not just Clyde side, but they all they always had a a, a huge desire um, for education for the sake of education, not not for any uh, financial advantage or whatever, uh, but education, uh, just to be a knowledgeable person, and that was regarded as something very special in our society, which is sadly not respected as much now as it as it was. So yes, I was I was brought up there, and then I, I eventually I went down to London and did various things, and and then got a partner and a TV show, and then the Battle of Britain. However, that happened. It was so long ago I can hardly remember, but um, I managed to get the Battle of Britain and and moved on from there. Got an agent, and. Uh, Lady Luck was very kind to me, you know, and, and I'm very aware that there, there, uh, one of the things about acting is that the, you know that uh, for every actor that's working, there's a hundred of them that aren't working. Of course. And they can be just as good as you are, you know. That don't We shouldn't kid ourselves that we are, you know, at, at the top of the tree simply because of our huge talent. Lady Luck has an awful lot to do with it. If you're in the right place at the right time and you're the right person for that part, your career can progress. But it's, it's, a, it's a hard business. It's a tough business for most people, most actors. And I was just very lucky. Yeah, excellent. I mean, a lot of people say that I'd rather have luck than talent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I could talk, basically. I mean, you've been in some of the most iconic... Uh, television programs ever made, yeah. uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. unbelievable, yeah. Uh, massive show. You're also in one of my favourites, Sons of Anarchy. Oh yes, Pl- played a bit of that. I mean, could you tell us a wee bit about that? Well, you know, you... yeah. Well, G- Game of Thrones um, came about. Um, uh, the casting director, I think it was Nina Gold, uh, sent me a couple of the sides. I called it like a scene, and it was Lord Mormont's speech right. to the new recruits. Long speech, two pages. And usually you just you look at it and you go, yeah, I sort of learn that. And, and then you go on tape, you know, they, they, they film you for the things. And then it goes through a whole process of different, does the studio want you, does this want you, does that want you. Um, but I read this, this piece and I thought, this guy is really interesting. You know, he's not just a, a one-dimensional character. You know, he's got all sorts of things about honour and dignity and sacrifice, all these things that he's saying to these terrible people, you know, the, as he says, robbers and rapers, you know, that, yeah. have, that have come there, you know, and, and this is their sort of foreign legion, if you like, this is their redemption, and he is the leader of that redemptive order, and I thought, this is a really good speech, it's, it's terrific, uh, so my wife and I asked her to help me through it, and, and I worked for a few hours on it, and then went in in the morning and put it on tape, one take, and I thought, well, that's, you know, we'll, we'll find out in a few months if they want to progress it. And within three weeks, I got an email from George Martin, oh. the writer, saying, Dear James, 
or should I say Lord Mormont, <laughs> welcome Sorry. to Game of Thrones. That was it. That's incredible. That was amazing. And and it was it was it was a fabulous part to play. And also to be in the first three seasons, you like to think that you know your small contribution helped to to build that huge audience. You know as it as it became. Um, so that was that was wonderful. And Sons of Anarchy, uh, my agent in America phoned and said, um, "Do you want to uh, do a season of Sons of Anarchy?" And I'd heard about it, you know, and I immediately thought. Wow, shaved head, tattoos. <laughs> They'll give me a Harley Davidson. They must do. And I said, absolutely, I'm, I'm there. And he said, okay, they'll start in three weeks. And then he sent the scripts, and I found I was playing an Irish priest. <laughs> so there's no tattoos. No, <laughs> and just a, a Prius, I think they gave me. No, no, of course. No, absolutely. But my friends, when I said that I was coming to the other day, interview yourself, they said, you need to ask him about train spotting, uh-huh. and you need to ask. We need to ask you about Braveheart as well. I know sure. that you, you credit Mel Gibson. We 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 helping you a bit there. We yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I read somewhere that you were quite thankful to the break there as well, or the the, the oh sure there. yes yeah. Wax yeah. lyrical about that for for not for me but for my friends. Well, um, <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd been I'd met Mel. They call it a general meeting. Um, I just went to his hotel. Uh, met him for, well, it couldn't be more than 10 minutes or whatever. And then I forgot about it, and it was like four months later. Um, and my wife and I, we just had a, 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 a son, our first boy, and um, we were living in a, a one-bedroom flat in Twickenham with no no fun, well, one armchair and a futon, that's all we had, and a wane, right. you know, and no money. My wife was working at the BBC, so she was keeping us going. Anyway, it was it, it was twenty to eleven on a Saturday night, and the treat of the week was to get a carry out curry and watch a right. film. Yeah, yeah, you know, like a rented film, uh, from blockbusters or whatever. And um, so the we were sitting there. The the curry had arrived, and I just put on the film, and I'm sitting there, and and the phone rang, and I said, "Oh, gee, said, that's that's Dominic on the phone." I said, "He's." You know, it's 20 to 11, he's puggled, wanting to speak to me. I said, just tell him I'll see him in the morning or whatever, but I just want to have my curry. And he said, yeah, fine. And she went over and she lifts, lifts the phone, she says, hello. Uh, and she goes, uh-huh, yeah. Um, yeah, could you just hang on? I said, Harry, I'm not my curry, I just said I don't want to speak to anyone. And she put her hand, she said, Oh, Gibson. <laughs> I went, don't be so... I said, come here, give us that. Some silly bugger, you know. I lifted up and I said, hiya. He says, hey, Jimmy, it's Mel. I went, uh-huh. <laughs> I said, Mel who? He went, Mel Gibson, Jimmy. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> and Annie had... When she gave me the phone, she'd gone into the scullery and shut the door. <laughs> he was sitting in there, and he said, um, "I've been watching your your showreel." He said, "Do you want to come and play gamble?" Right. And I said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, I'd love you to." And I said, uh, "That would be fantastic, Mel." He said, "I'm flying over next week. I'll see you then." And that was it. Boom. That's brilliant. And um, yeah, it wasn't Dominic. It was him. And yeah, it made a a, a huge impact on my career, you know, it was, it was, although I'd, I'd been a working actor, but I was, I was just a working actor, just hoping a job would come in yeah, there yeah. and then, you know, but that just changed everything. No, absolutely, and you, you've worked with a, a, a writer as well who, 
uh, coming from uh, Drumchapel, coming yeah. from Clyde Bank, Peter McDougall. Oh, I was who, with him a couple of nights ago. Yeah, yeah, Peter. Yeah. I, I used to have a beer with him in the West End. And Did you? Vicarage Chap. Yeah. Uh, down among the big boys. I know that you actually oh, worked, yes. with, yeah. you've worked with Peter. Is it just the once you worked with him on Whiskey Galore? Or yes. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't know Peter when he was doing... Uh, just a boys' yeah, game yeah. and and sense of freedom and all that sort of stuff, but you know he's a, a an absolute icon as far yeah, as yeah. as uh, Scottish um, uh, screenwriting goes. You know he's a, he's a wonderful man. I love him to bits. No, and and Whiskey Galore was a, a great film as well. Yeah, part yeah, of. yeah. Now, as I said, I could talk to you all day about your career, but we're here to talk about whiskey. Of as course, well. of course. And um, so Story Man, right? Story Man. I had uh, I, I was in a movie called The Outlaw King yep. about Robert Bruce yep. who hailed from these parts and the the, the guys in the production uh, thought that they would um, produce a, a, a whiskey called uh, Outlaw King. Well, I came up to help them out on that. It didn't didn't work out for whatever reason, but I met the the Davids and the, the whole team here. Um, except I hadn't met Keith. Um, but I met them all, and we had a wonderful day, and it was it was it was terrific. And I was talking to my friend Andy Pancholi, who's my buddy and, and business partner, if you like. And I was saying, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a great thing to have a whiskey, you know, for going somewhere or you know, like like presents and things to say. Look, there's there's my whiskey, you know. And I thought, how how do you do that, Andy? And he said, oh, I don't know. Anyway. Andy said, let me work on it. New Year's Day, Andy phones here because he couldn't get through the website or something to leave a message in the answer phone. And David lifted the phone. David was there. Complete synchronicity. That, how did that happen? That, you know, on the one day that everywhere shut, the <laughs> pair of them get together and they spend over an hour talking about this. And then we realised after a few meetings and, and visits up here that, that this not becomes something different but we can make this blend of whiskey more than just our immediate family we can spread this out to everyone mm -hmm. and and create a whiskey for everyone and so it grew and grew and David Thompson the, the owner of Annandale he has other companies that market research and all that sort of stuff. And eventually we came up with the, the name and put my ugly mug on the, the label. And they worked all that out. I mean, they're awfully clever people, these guys, you know, and, and ladies that, that do this stuff. Um, and then, of course, the most important thing was eat the breed here, Keith. Because he is the man that blended the whiskey. And we're, we're going to come on to... To talk about Keith yeah. now. Okay. Um, so, Keith Law. Yes. You're the man, you're the man uh, that has blended Story Man. Could you tell us a wee bit about the story about that? Yeah, it was. I was lucky enough to be working with Anna Dale previously before I was asked to do Story Man, and I was I was getting samples. It was COVID time, so samples sent to me in the house, and I was not assessing because I was asked to, on their behalf, to look at some of the stocks. They gave me a really good insight to the, the flavours and the, the, the opportunities and the, the cast types, the different flavours that they had. And, and that was really good information to have. And then, because I had a good idea of the stocks that they had, as a blender, you're thinking, yeah. looking for what's the different building blocks you could maybe, either as a single cask or 
potentially you could bring some of these together. So when the request came, we were thinking about making a blend, Story Man. I was already in a really good position because I know what, if you want to paint a picture, you want to have lots of colours. Of course, I, absolutely. I, I could start to paint or make the, the formative sort of blends. That it's, an could, art, it's an art form. Well, yeah, you can start to build the layers. Yeah, yeah. They call it layers of complexity. Yep. That's my, my, one of my mentors, that was one of his things. Layers of, you're starting to build layers of complexity yeah, yeah. to make it intriguing and in depth. So when the the request came to work on Stroneman, and obviously to meet James was just incredible, and to hear the stories already. So you want to do right by them. You want to do right by the, the whiskies, the distillery whiskies, to make a good blend, but you want to do right by the person who's wanting you to make the blend. I've got a good knowledge of Scotch. I've worked in it for 40, nearly 40 years now. So that allowed me then just to... My knowledge of flavour, but also talking to the people. It's all about the people as well, and that's yeah. you, you think that's I might make a wee blend and see what you think and see that's good. But I would like it to be because obviously James didn't want it to be particularly smoky or too punchy. Can you can get quite punchy whiskies? Yeah, yeah. So it was intriguing. It was, but it's for contemplation and thinking about the flavours, and it's just it's those layers of complexity. So it's a dram. How you want to drink it? Maybe a wee blip of water or pipette of water, yeah. and then just. Just take your time talking with your pals, but then telling stories around it. But also, the whiskey itself, the casks. When you get, when I was getting the cask samples, the casks were telling stories. Yeah, yeah, no. In a way, it's the interaction of the new make spirit that they make. It's a, it's a beautiful. There's two styles. There's a, there's a sort of like a fresh apple orchard fruit style yeah, yeah. in the smoky. But the the whiskies themselves were sort of telling stories, sort of analogously that. If it's American oak or European oak or it's a toasted cask or a bourbon, ex-bourbon. So there were all these stories as well. So then you bring them together to make the blend as well. So it's mm-hmm. just analogous. I was just listening to James talking there, which was fascinating. But that's analogous thing. It's like the stories everywhere woven in and you're trying to weave them together to make a blend. And I was, I was so proud and pleased that James picked mm-hmm. one of the blends that we've, we've actually bottled. Mm-hmm. No, and tasting notes, have any... Yeah, it's it's there's the smoke. We we'll talk about smoke. The smoke in there, but it's a very low level yeah, smoke. Yeah. It's it's for invest. It's for contemplation and just to dig in. And yeah, yeah. a wee bit of water and it opens up. But it does have the the characteristic Annandale style, which is like for there's, there's, I say there's the smoke. There's a smoky style they make here, but they also make a fresh, we call it orchard fruits sort of style. So it's there. It's in there. But there's also layers of wood flavour like vanilla, like butterscotch, eh, toffee notes that you get from American oak because there's bourbon wood in there. But also like uh, sherry, we do uh, European oak flavours of like maybe people recognise as dry fruity Christmas cake things like that. So there's layers in there, but take, take your time with it and you'll find them in there. So it's it's a balanced blend, but it's it's subtle. There's subtle flavours in there, but it's worth investigating. No, listen, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a bottle right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm driving, which is a bugger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be in there. Um, we're just going to move over now to uh, David Ashton. Hi, David, General Manager and Commercial Director of Annandale Distillery. And if anybody's no been here, they, you need to come down here for a, a whole host of reasons. The cafe's brilliant. You can get Story Man here, the Man of Swords, Man of Words Whiskey, and it's like just a beautiful part of the world. David, good afternoon, how are you doing? Good afternoon, yeah, good, thank you, yeah, excited about today. No, great, so Watson, it's, it's, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. David, you've got a, 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 a history that's kind of um, steeped in, in, in uh, hospitality. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, you were the general manager for Histon Blumenthal as well. Could you just tell us a wee bit about you and, and how you ended up at Annandale? My journey, yeah, I mean... Hospitality was my world for, for many years. I was lucky enough to, more recently, before I did our work with Heston Blumenthal. We had a range of uh, Michelin restaurants, um, local pubs, 
Rushville at the airport, uh, which I was very lucky to be involved in several of the sites. But equally, there was a beverage development side to his business with, uh, within the Waitrose partnership. So, um, and I've got the, one of the, the Christmas puddings. His Christmas pudding. Uh, uh, so he's hid an orange or something, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. well on eBay, apparently. But sorry, <laughs> they do well on eBay. Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good resale value. <laughs> Only dig my nail like a back. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a wonderful part of my career. I mean, as in terms of understanding flavour and, and the development of a product, yes, predominantly food, although my world was the beverage world. Um, being around those people was just amazing, you know, and genuine people who love what they did. I mean, kids in a kids in a sweet shop taking the craziest ideas and bringing it to fruition. It was just wonderful. Towards the end of my sort of journey there, as I've been there nine a decade, I've met the owners of Annandale Distillery, Dave and Teresa. One thing led to another. Somebody says, "Do you want to come and run a distillery?" Not many people say no, do they? So we up sticks from uh, Berkshire at the time. And uh, we now are up here. The family, everyone settled in, doing well. Annandale's journey's been fantastic from uh, just about pre whiskey at that time. I think it was yeah, early early twenty eighteen. By mid eighteen, we've released our first malts. Mm. So. And normally, if you get the distillery, but you've got the globe as he's on the globe and Dumfries as well. Which is the uh, business has grown, yeah, exponentially. Really, I mean, there's some things that are known, some things not, but the globe been a wonderful journey that's really after some long refurbishments had about a year as its current guys and the guys that do they've been doing wonderfully well yeah I mean the head chef has just come uh, third in the national chef of the year competition sous chef won young Scottish chef of the year we've made the Michelin guide uh, rosettes best restaurant uh, in southern Scotland I mean it's what they're doing there is just it's wonderful and there's 300 plus malt so that's Two reasons you've got to get there. No, listen, I would absolutely agree, to be honest with you. James, the night, and I'm going to ask yourselves this as well. Mm-hmm. So, the night, you've had a busy day today, doing all the press launch for your Storyman whiskey. My guess is I can probably guess what's going to be in your glass, but the night, you get home, you get your shoes off, you get your house coat on, or your athleisure wear, as I mm-hmm. call it, and you're sitting there. What do you pour? What's in your glass tonight? Oh, the glass of Storyman. Yeah. Absolutely. It's that's that's what that whiskey's made for. It's it's relaxing, and as Keith said, just a wee touch of water, sit back and enjoy the complexity of it and the the, the wonderful nuance of that flavour. It's a it's a beautiful blend. Right. Well, listen. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure being here and, and speaking to yourselves. Um, and uh, if you've never visited um, Annandale Distillery, you need to get down here. It's part of our Edinburgh and Borders tour. You also need to kind of see if you can get your hands on a bottle of Storyman because my inclination is, is it's not going to be waiting about for, for uh, very long after it's actually launched. It's been an absolute delight meeting the Scottish legend and, and hero, uh, James Cosmo. It's been great meeting yourself, Keith and David. And thanks very much for your time. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening to the June podcast on distillerytours.scot. I can honestly say hand in heart that it was one of the, the ones I enjoyed the most. James Cosmo was just a joy to behold. Um, was happy to speak all day about everything, about the, the, the whiskey and you know his career and things like that. And he just came across as a really genuine guy. Bear in mind that you can actually order the whiskey which has been released, uh, Storyman's been released on June the 14th. You can pre-order at storymanwhiskey.com 
or AnnandaleDistillery.com. It will be available to purchase after June the 14th at Annandale Distillery. If you've never been to Annandale Distillery, I'd suggest that you go. It's an incredible place. Um, to find out more, go to www.distillerytours.scot and click on the Annandale Distillery link where you can buy tickets and find out more information about it. It just goes for me to say that if you want to find out about the podcast and get all that information first, then why don't you sign up to our monthly newsletter? Go to www.distillerytours.scot forward slash sign up and it gives you the opportunity then to get access to all the podcasts and all the information before anybody else. And what's not you like about getting a monthly newsletter all about whiskey, all about whiskey tastings and all about distilleries. I look forward to speaking to you again next month. And thanks very much for following distillerytours.scot. That wee bit of something different from Scotland's whiskey distilleries. Take care.